Like we're like that parasite that can crawl into an ant's brain and control okay. them to climb a tree. Like we just want them to climb the tree of knowledge so they can get to the top to be eaten by the majestic eagle of I- information. Welcome to the Chunky Peanut Butter Podcast. It's chunky, it's smooth, it's no longer just a spread you put on toast or bread, it's a podcast with your host, Heather, and your co-host, Ben. Welcome to Chunky Peanut Butter. I have today with me a very special guest, probably the veriest special guest there is. Welcome. Benjamin Ball. Thank you so much, Heather. And for people tuning in, let's give it up for Heather over here. Thank on you. The podcast Wheels of Steel. I'm hearing, I'm hearing applause in my mind. Thank I, you. I feel now, like it's there. now, Ben, I feel like you are a super special guest because I know you personally, but you and I have been performing together a long time. But why don't you let everybody know a little bit about yourself and your expertise? What you, what do you bring to the table, Ben? Sure. What do I bring to the table? Uh, it's great. This is like a little job interview. So I can talk about my qualifications for why. So first of all, nepotism. Uh, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I think it's over 15 years or close to 15 years, which is just wild when you consider that. We've done many performances so in our halcyon 20s let's say 20s and into our 30s we we had opportunities to perform together uh, on stages such as the bad dog theater company and the o'grady's on church street uh, and also various other bars around toronto I, as well as you, have had a particular interest in comedy for quite some time, done a little stand-up, done a little sketch comedy, done a lot of schooling and improv, and that is what I'm hoping to bring to this podcast. Also, I love podcasts. They're a lot of fun. I, I like that, and I will say that your voice got a little creepy at the end there, but I appreciated it because that is what you're bringing to the table. At, at times there might be some creepiness of course no, yeah i'm interested I, in looking at all sides of things I, all sides i love it i love it and i of course i love you and your shadow who who is yes. not on the pot shadow is ben's lovely lady wife but yes. it, ben's absolutely right we've been friends for a long time which makes me feel a little old but also like very experienced and like qualified to be speaking to people. I, I talk to you people as well. constantly. Yes, yeah, looking, you, I, I love it. And this is a job interview, but yes. you've, you've already got the job and I'm sure everyone's going to love you. And, and I thought that I would have you on to share about you as we just did and to interview you publicly so that we can open you right up to the whole like internet scrutiny thing. Amazing. Uh, and it'll be obviously very high pressure, lots of stress. I feel it already. But you're you're good about that. Um, so I feel like that's probably a good sum up of you. Now, what what are you looking forward to? What are your hopes and dreams and ambitions in this career choice? Because it's a it's um it's a career because people are gonna like listen and then pay us money. 
It's sure, going to go yeah, really of course, great. Of course, I'm looking to hopefully uh, make people laugh. I'm hoping that people will enjoy what we're going to be talking about or uh, find things interesting. Also, now that I'm thinking about how long we've known each other, I'm hoping that we can develop sort of a younger uh, fan base so that hopefully we can get like that weird cachet of, oh, I've, you know, you've known each other longer than I've been alive. But in order to do that right now, we kind of have to hook that 14 year old, you know, podcast listener. Because we again we we've known each other for about fourteen years, so if we want that, if we're driving towards that, we gotta somehow make our stuff so universal that you know fourteen year olds are uh, skirting the rules to listen to like a sixteen plus podcast. I assume this is gonna be sixteen plus. Yeah, yeah, six six sixteen plus, maybe eighteen plus, just because I'm like, I was gonna say I was conservative, but I'm not conservative, but I'm like very aware of the children. Uh, not that you're a child at 18, because that makes me sound old. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but we're cool, Ben. Like we we're pretty trendy yeah. for our ages, and yes, I think that's a very good hip. I, I have I have wide leg jeans, I have straight leg we, jeans, we and have I have multiple, bell bottoms. We have multiple tattoos. Yeah, I don't uh, wear each of us. jeans. I um, thrift. I, I don't I know think... what the kids do we certainly own plaid there's no question yes. multiple it, plaid shirt options is plaid still cool though i haven't seen that what i do know is that the 90s are back and i was alive we were like we're original 90s yep so that makes us cool you know what i will tell you something that's very 90s that i'm really looking forward to and it was based on this image i saw from the upcoming barbie movie you know how they're doing the Barbie live action movie? I and, seen that. And have you seen the production still of like Ken and Barbie and they're on roller skates and they have these really yes. 90s windbreakers? Ryan Gosling from Breaker High, which makes me feel yes. old. And yes. Margot Robbie. Anyway, I don't care about them necessarily in this moment. What I care about is getting my hands on one of those windbreakers. They are amazing. Though the brightly colored, it's insane. So, so excellent. Uh, I did see it. It is a classic print. Now, do you think Mattel, Barbie's Mattel, is, I'm, I don't know, is Mattel producing the movie? They've got to they got to hand it in. Like, why could, why could not Mattel produce those clothing items? Yes. Ha- uh, no, hashtag Mattel or at Mattel if you're listening. If you, yeah. corporate toy brand if, Mattel, are listening to the po- second pilot episode of the new podcast. I mean, if they don't, right? If they don't choose to do that, they're just leaving money on the table it in like a negligent way. Have you written them a letter or Not tweeted yet. them modern day uh, or like tweeted them? Twi- I don't know. Shouted them out? I don't know. In, in some ways, if they don't figure it out on their own, like, should I be sending them that free of charge? No, you know? what, you sh- what you need to do is get a copy of that print and then just tweak it just a little. Right. And like change a hex value on the color and then just find somebody to produce that for themselves. And you nobody know, steal this idea. See, I've seen people do that the in the other direction. Like they'll take someone's that's come up with their own unique thing and then they'll steal it and they'll mass produce it on these websites. Right. And it sucks. And that's awful. But I think if you're going this way, 
Like if you're yeah. coming down oh, yeah. and you're kind of like, oh no, it's Fratel. Yeah, you can steal from Mattel. Then whatever, yeah, no. they're going to get their nut. Like You can totally rip off, oh, this is twisted ethics. You can totally rip off big corporation. Like it's Robin I feel Hood like it's style, a Robin right? Hood situation. Yeah. I've said this before in other uh, venues, so I'm not worried about it necessarily. But I think if, if someone manages to steal from Elon Musk, and I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to steal from Elon Musk. But if someone were able to do that, I think legally they should be allowed to keep it. He's got too much. Like you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be the same as stealing from someone that like, you know, they need that money. If you knock Elon Musk to the ground and like tell, take $200 out of his wallet, that's yours. He has no right to it. I'm kind of on board. Are you suggesting, this is what I'm hearing. Are you suggesting like a, a rich person slash corporation annual purge where like one day a year we can just like or everybody gets one day where they can because if everybody robbed elon musk at once it wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't be right but if just just one person non-violently robbed him but Elon Musk sounds kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's bad. I don't know like, anything about him either. I'm just talking yeah. dollar figure. Yeah, I'll like say Bezos. I'll say any, you know, I th- I'm just, I'm also surprised that they don't spend more money on security. Like, again, I'm not doing it, but I'm a very meek person. Like, I don't want to do that sort of thing. But how are there not people out there being like, ah, or that maybe that's the secret. Like, you don't see it, but Elon Musk has like he's spending like a hundred hundred thousand dollars a a year in security, and oh, it yeah. looks like he just you know chills out and lives a bohemian lifestyle. But really, anyone in a two block radius comes in there with a handgun, and you know six armored guards grab and him and know. take him I, off. I'm I'm thinking like classic '90s ninjas, like the kind like like oh three ninjas yes, ninjas. like like they descend like, from the yeah. rope from they're the ceiling. In the yeah, you, yeah, Mission Impossible. Bombs. Maybe a little Harry Potter with his invisible cape. Just I, to throw it in. Just to twist it. I can't remember yeah. if it was Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2, but there's a scene where he opens a door and it's literally just people training like they're in like a ninja scene. And I believe it was literally just to do that. Like I always wanted to just see uh now i think it might have been in austin powers i don't know but i love it i mean ninja fight like though i will say we've literally uh, if we're wanting to appeal to the younger crowd we've referenced multiple old people things that i think are still cool like i referenced electric circus today and i don't understand that's a tight one that's a that's a niche that's... It is coming back because I don't know if oh. you've seen fashion. The well, no, I just made that up. That's just like the futurist okay, well, in me. Put it, I, put it out in the world. Yeah, I'm putting it out there because it is the aesthetic of today. Like I was trying to dress like a zoo. I keep wanting to call them zoomies. What's the generation now called? Not boomers, not zoomers. That's oh, the thing. Um, I don't newbie, know. Um, new kids on the block. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait. Kids, I'll Google Gen it. Gen X, Gen Y. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We're Jen, I think I'm a millennial. We are millennials. uh, Apparently, when I was in my early 30s, I was told that I was a millennial, even though they did not exist for the first two decades of my life. We're cusp millennials. We're we're a very. It's actually also referred to as a zennial. 
The reason being when we were children, we didn't have the internet. No, we did not. Or, so, te- or like texting, proper texting. Yeah, that's the distinction. So we had a period of time where we were uh, developing, like in our, you know, our younger years developing, where we didn't have it. Which no. is different than all the other millennials because as they get older, they're or sorry, younger, uh, they had the internet the entire time. So there's a very different experience going on in the sort of swath of millennials. You know what? Uh, you are right. Well, I don't I don't know. I have no like I'm not allowed to say that, but I agree with you actually. That was put very succinctly. I love that word. I never get to use it, but that was put beautifully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, the difference between people that knew what it was like to like, have to go to their friend's house and ring the doorbell, uh, or like when a, when a phone had an, I was telling someone the other day, like when I was younger, the phones had actual bells in them. So when you picked them up, they would like jingle jangle. Cause there was like a bell in it. Like the, I, we had older phones. I totally know what you mean. Like I, I saw TikTok where, it was basically uh, some kids looking at a, a phone, like a corded phone on the wall and just being like, wow, what is like, like, like just so old timey, like how you react when you're in one of those museums in a small town where it's like, oh, and that was a piece of, you know, they, that was what a nail was back then. Can you imagine? Can you look at that? That's what that's how they did carpentry. Jesus, it is crazy. Like the the concept of like even hanging up a phone or like having that place in your house that was the phone place. Like our main phone was in the kitchen at first. So like if your mom or dad was there, you were like, like I was like sitting under the kitchen table in like the dining area of the kitchen in the, I guess, late 90s. So I I remember uh, having an absolutely insanely massive cord attached to the wall like and it could get tangled but you didn't care because it mattered more that you had the length you had and like easily like you could be listening you could be talking on the phone in a different room because the cord was like 20 feet long oh yeah there was like no cell reception i you know what the hilarious thing is you just like jolted the memory of like, I think you, cause like you could go and buy the cords. So I think we got, we went You'd to radio. Buy a long cord. And, and bought a longer cord. And then with that the, was the upgrade. plugs, you, uh, you like, you literally, and then you were like, oh my God, I do remember I could be all the way in like the front hallway on the phone yep. from the kitchen. And then the cords would get so tangled up. It's like the concept of having a cord on your phone. And I don't even use my phone for a phone anymore. I don't even use phones anymore. I just call it my phone. Right. I very rarely use the phone outside of work. Like it's a, it's a work device. Do you have an old timey phone like this? No. Like a, a, a no. box phone that sits on a desk at work? No, we did for the longest time, but now it's all uh, like virtual. So I, I dial a phone through an app. What? How can you have a virtual... Oh, but you have like a headset. You don't have like an imaginary. I mean, I guess you can. Wow. We really do live in the future, don't we? It is wild. It's more ergonomic. And you have a do you have a standing desk? I don't. No, I have a regular desk. Although at work, 
if I go into the office because they try and make it you know appealing for you to go into the office. So every desk that you can get now is a standing desk. I think so you I go remember in. You told me that once. I think that yeah. was a story a few years back that you told me. And it was a new day pre-COVID. Remember pre-COVID? <laughs> oh man, just yeah, crazy. We're talking about the '90s, but then there's there's that time. You know what? I have kind of I haven't forgotten COVID, but like I kind of do sometimes. Knock I, on wood. Yeah, I'm. I feel like everyone is in that same boat of just being. I think, and this is for myself as well. Very sadly, ready to move on. Like, like, like grasping onto the prospect that we could move on with like both hands white knuckle like please and like it could or could not happen like we really have no idea what the winter is going to look like i think and i hope that we're not gonna backslide and i also wonder like are we gonna backslide and like we just won't hear about it i well that's the thing i've sort of stopped following the news but i stopped what really watching like the news news a long time ago because like some even said like an old timer um of a different time was like you you know you you're not even doing anything like you don't even watch the news like you should be watching fox was what they told me to watch (laughs) and i was like oh the best of the best for this point to be made but it's i think and then of course i embarrassingly say well realistically i get my news from social media and then fact checking, which is like, I don't know if that's the best way to do it by like walking out onto like the virtual street we've created and just letting people shout their opinions at me. And like, cause as it, it, this is probably terrible advice actually, but like everything that's current is posted about on social media in some way. And, but then yep. you can't really believe anything you hear anywhere anyway, like even if you're watching the news or on social media. So in some weird twisted way, I almost go to social media first because you're getting like the layman's opinion or and like so much rubbish that it's mm-hmm. like you can if you read enough of the rubbish on the same hashtag or the same topic, you can like sort through and like sift out the what could be real. I don't know. And then maybe also like Google side things about it like you can't trust anyone so you should go to the fluffiest source i think i think you're gonna have to start somewhere and i think you've got the i 100 I agree that you're not gonna get any like not like there's that scientific principle that says like you can't really observe anything in science uh you can only ever like observe something being observed because by virtue of you observing it, you kind of change it. Uh, and like in terms of reporting the news, even like let's say, and I don't think this is the case, but let's say any news reporter did want to put forward just a complete, unequivocal, non-biased, this is what's going on, this is exactly what it is. They, by the very nature of humanity, can't there would be some slant to it because they're saying it any. So even best of intentions, there's going to be a little bit of spin. And I think in a lot of cases you're seeing like both sides spinning it so hard that there's like really empirically, like not a lot that you can actually say about it, but 
there's like two huge swings at it from either side like oh this side means just and again not to get into like politics but like the the things that people get accused of now in the news especially if you look at like the southern united states or even like sort of where we're going with some of the farther right conservative stuff in canada like they they accuse people of nightmarish things like really bizarre things uh and like that's just almost part of public discourse now yeah it's all it's like it comes out of nowhere and it's tricky too because like you wonder where what your source is it's like you have to like see the news and then see the source because it's like well yeah some it seems like some mess of things are going on and but i i always get confused because part of me is like we learned about propaganda in school and then it's like we forgot that oh these these are commercials and like everything we see is marketed to like I feel like there should be like everyone should be taught marketing but not in terms of like how to be a marketer but like marketing is out there like marketers are like I I say that being someone on social media Um, but like marketers are like vampires like they're real, yeah. they're out there, and like if you if you're not careful, you'll you'll be like with Brad Pitt again, an old reference. Nobody watches him. It's all Twilight. Nobody references him. That's not true. He was on. He was on a uh, new movie as Brad as as Brad, Brad Pitt as, Brad as a vampire. Current. Not as a vampire. No. Oh, Interview with the Vampire was a great movie. It's a classic now. All right, Heather, we are back from a well-deserved break in which we did not break. We just readjusted the Zoom meeting. I love it. Uh, So we're getting it done. Uh, Question for you. You asked me earlier sort of an interesting question, which is what are my qualifications or what sort of lens I bring to this podcast. I'd ask you the same thing for maybe people that are listening to this podcast that maybe haven't heard of your previous work or, you know, maybe fill in the listener so that they can know a little bit more about you. That is actually a good question. When I asked you that question, I did not actually think of my answer as people do. Uh, But I am qualified, semi-qualified. Uh, well, I'm qualified to, yeah, I'm qualified to talk about the topics, which will be like, I guess, being cool. That was sar- and sarcasm <laughs> and perfect. comedy. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but we know a lot about that and like, like mental health and stuff. I, and again, I've forgotten why I'm bringing this all up. Cause now when I talk about myself, oddly enough, I am not as eloquent as when I talk about other people, typical okay. actors thing. But it's, it's a good question. So I, uh, well, like, I think, as I said to you in like passing before, that it's a good way to like use our experience because I studied theater and Shakespeare and like I basically am a trained orator or speaker, Ooh, nice. Uh, which isn't really a thing. But oddly enough, as I was like building my whole life training for this before social media, Um, social media came along and all of a sudden you can like be a podcaster. And now I kind of finally put it all together. And like, like, cause you know, comedians, improvisers, sketch performers, character actors, 
they don't like, that's not necessarily like a huge, reliable career. It's very possible, but it, so um, my qualifications are that I have spent a lot of money and trained to be uh, a speaker and like joking and be funny. Uh, And then I guess personally, I just like behind the podcast was that I, through my travels, I kept meeting people like through my travels or different experiences. Cause a lot of it too, was like back in the comedy scene when we met, like standing outside of comedy shows and always being around creatives and performers and, you know, somebody that was outside of the box one way or the other. And I just kind of like collected information from them and realized like just picked up their gems that they would drop. And I realized that like everybody's got something cool to talk about, but yeah, that's, I guess that's why I'm qualified. Whoa, I'm definitely not as good at talking about myself. I should work. I'm going to work on that. You know, it's funny. Uh, something I've been struggling with since we t- started, since I introduced the word qualification is I have this image of like a novelty t-shirt where there it's like a koala and these are my qualifications. And I think I've seen it somewhere. Oh, and I just, I need to say it out loud. Qualification. Qualification. <laughs> I, just... I like that. It's so sweet because it's like you become more of a koala. Somebody, somebody told me that I was going to be goated. And I think mm. I had not heard the term before. And I like I knew that this wasn't right, but I was disappointed. But instantly I assumed that it's because I was so cool. Like I was like I was goaded or something. Like I was so cool that they were gonna give me a goat to be goated. Oh. I think it is. It is still cool, though. Like, no, I it think is. that's cool. Apparently, it's some like sports you, term, but it's yeah. not as cool as. Do you, oh, uh, have you heard that term before? I have heard the term. Yeah, it's okay. an acronym for being a go- for being given a goat, an adorable miniature goat. No, greatest of all time. Uh, I am goated. I'm. Yeah. I'm the greatest of one all of time. the greatest of all time. Uh, it's nice, but I would rather a goat. I mean, like praise is fine, but you don't want a goat. Have you had a goat? I haven't, but I knew some goats. I've been around I, goats. I've been They're around big gross. goats. No, the little ones. There was a farm I went to and they had pygmy goats and then a farm, a farm I went to. It was like my Canadian cottage farm sanctuary that I went to as a kid, but they had miniature goats and a li- and then he kept them in like with a little fence. It was little and it was cute, but goats like can jump over it. So it was a pointless fence. And our job was hey, to put the goats back in. I'm if they're little tiny, like smaller than a dog goats, I'm into that. Wow. But they, your average goat that just is like a little demon that can eat anything and shits whenever they want. I am not a fan, not a goat fan. Oh, what about the fainting ones that are like, oh, I'm scared. Fuck. Okay, yeah, those ones out. are those ones are really and cute. But and I also down. think, I think those are like, are they not unnaturally little? Like, those, are the, well, I, I mean, goats are kind of all. I think a lot of goats, except the big. Well, that's a lot of goats, except the big ones are right. small. Yeah, um, right. Scientifically yeah. speaking, like, I don't I'm like sure, the like, mid-sized goats either. Like, yeah. if they could, yeah. realistically, like rear up and put hoof to chest i'm out too tall that's fair but people i don't know why i was like but also emus but that's the thing like a lot of animals can be deadly and like i guess this is neither of us are qualified in this now we're talking about a topic neither we're talking about something that we're not qualified. but like well we're very qualified 
um, to speak. Like we're trained, we're like, cause we both, we studied improv together for like years. That's the thing. We literally paid money to learn true. how to make stuff up. Very true. And like, that's the system. <laughs> I, it, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's justifiable. I, that's where I learned that if you use the right words and you say it convincingly, convincingly enough, um, people will believe you. And it's not lying because if you do it with a twinkle in your eye, they should know you're bullshitting. You know, it's another thing I found that's interesting with time and kind of a removal almost from that environment is that I, I and I think it's also just because I'm getting older, uh, I, I like just anyone enjoying anything. So even if I don't necessarily get the joke, I enjoy that popular things exist and that people enjoy it. A great example I can think of that will alienate me with people is that I've never really gotten into Big Bang Theory. Oh no, right? I haven't either. Are we I just have to discuss another topic? No, yes, yeah, yeah. No, I, I will touch upon it briefly and then we can move on. But what I will say is, though I have not really taken the time to watch it, and it, it you know, it just kind of didn't quite hit my interest. I love that people love it. Like there's people out there that think that's the best TV show that's ever been, and they, you know, tell you about it, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Uh and I, but I love that, that there's such a, that there are just things out there that people love and like, it might not be my thing, but if you, if you love it, I want to, I want to know more about it. You know, there's something to that. I think like, I guess the more like poetic way to put it or like, like I'll put, I'll put like the deeper aesthetic on it. Sure. No, but you're, you're on, I think you're onto something is that yeah, like listening to people talk about something they're passionate about. Yes. Is really good. I mean, sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes though, saying that it's like, yeah, if they're talking about something that they're passionate about and you're like, oh, you're losing me and they're re really passionate, I can be a bit of a monster, I guess, where I like, I'll be, I'll like smile and be polite and like nice because I don't want anyone to feel bad. But right. in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you're like really in love with this thing. No, I'm a monster. Um, no, I would never make anyone feel bad. But yeah, Big Bang Theory, I didn't get into, but I do love that people are into things. Yeah. And when they get into it and you can see like why someone loves it, it does, it may, you're just happy for them. That, But that's because you're a good guy. Sure. Well, no, I just think, I also think it's, you know, an aging thing, right? Like things happen, uh, you have different experiences in your life. And then over, you know, over time, like, your tastes change. Right. Like when I was a younger man, I'd want things to be funny, like the way that I like them to be funny. I would like seek out my my particular, you know, bend on humor and just I would pursue that. I would think that that's just the way to do it. And now, like, I just I like people enjoying things. So odds are good. I can get down with whatever it is, although you raise something that I would be really worried about, which I haven't really been present with is what if someone is super into something that like you have a problem with and that's well that's where it gets like that's that's where we get weird. On cringe yeah or then like finally you get to the point where like you're like oh no like boundary cry or like i'm not okay now but i yeah i don't even know how to deal with that kind of stuff i've been trying to do yeah. like the communication 
Um, and I've been balancing between loving direct communication, but then also realizing that a lot of people don't like direct communication. Like they may even like they, some say they do. And then when you're direct, they're like, Oh, you're so cold or you're so this, this is getting personal, but it's really, like, you know, you're so like, I often like, um, I had a, a Dutch friend. I met a Dutch person once mm. in Croatia uh, and mm. we went for shark at a restaurant. Uh, very, But that's the story. That's the setup. Uh, and he was talking about the Dutch culture. So this is him speaking yeah. of his own culture. I, I can share it. Um, and he was saying that he really liked Dutch people. And what he missed in traveling is that in, in Holland, I hope I'm not, <laughs> they trick us with that. In Holland, um, they uh, if like if you go to someone's house and they're serving fish and you don't like fish, you'll just say no, thank you. Mm. I'm not. I don't like fish, and like that makes so. But if you're like in North America, some North America or some other societies, certainly like in Canada, we're taking the fish. We're gonna be like, oh, thank you. I love like it's delicious. I love fish. Like yes, mm, yum 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 yum, and it's like for us it's so normal to be like you're offered something you should take it that's the polite thing but for i mean it's it's not always different cultures but like a different take on it and as they were pointing out like if you don't like fish why would you eat fish it's totally chill and cool that you don't like fish so his point was that in his culture you're they're so just direct and they don't take things as personally um so like it's not an insult to their cooking if they don't like fish so I always think that's a good like story because it's such a neutral thing. Like it, you're not bad. The moral of the story is you're not a bad person if you don't like fish. <laughs> it's funny uh, in my family. I find that uh, they appreciate being direct and they still take it personally. Oh, uh, that's they, the setup. Yes, they. So for a little, like for the longest time, I wouldn't eat beef. I wasn't eating red meat. Uh, like for ten years. I remember uh, that. Yeah, I went, uh, I just wasn't eating red meat. And uh, eventually I decided that I would start again. And the snark that I've received since then on, oh, now you do, huh? Okay. I can't, it's just been so confusing. And one particular dish, my grandma constantly, every time we visited, she was trying to sneak one in, which was uh, sausage rolls. We would, because when I was younger, we would eat sausage rolls. And when I got older, stopped eating beef, I was worried that the sausage rolls contained beef and pork as a mixture in there. So I wouldn't eat them. But every, every family gathering, there would be sausage rolls available if I was interested. They're pretty good. Like the, the cheap classic 90s ones that were like kind of freezer burnt and like flaky with like the over and the little flip at the end. That's what was happening when we grew up. And then as she's gotten older, uh, I, there's been more like those grocery store ones that almost oh. look like they're inside of uh, like a puff pastry that doesn't have the granulized sugar on the top of it. Oh, fancy. It's a fancy. larger sausage. Oh, yeah. Well, turning those down is like a higher level of, of snobbiness, really. I For see sure. where they're coming from. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, so it's both the uh, the Swedish style because I'm I tell them I won't eat it, and the Canadian style where they still hold a small grudge, just That's- just a little grudge, just oh, interesting, wow. And then you know you write it down in your little Canadian book. Oh yeah, that like- you uh, you won't forget. 
Uh, speaking of interesting Canadian fact, I found out today, Heather. I'm. Uh, if you had to guess which came first, the beaver tail or the elephant ear, which would you say do you think came first? They're both fried dough treats. Uh, just one is from Canada and one is from the United States. Canada and the United States, eh? I don't know why that's the two things I chose to say to think out loud. Oddly enough, I have never heard of the elephant ear, but I think I anticipate, I feel that it is the same. I like, I want to say the beaver tail because now I'm overthinking if it's a trick question. Um, and I'm assuming that maybe the elephant ear came from India or Africa, which would only two elephants so that's kind of cheating like like um settlers so maybe the beef the you oh, gosh i'm gonna say the elephant tail because it could be a trick question elephant ear and you're absolutely elephant. correct <laughs> yeah. i was shocked so the elephant ear uh originates from uh well they're both from like uh, indigenous cultures did a fried dough thing that uh <clears throat> sort of Settlers in uh, the States and settlers in Canada took and kind of made their own. Uh, although one did so in like the 1700s, which is when the elephant ear kind of became popular in the United States. And the beaver tail became popular in Canada when the brand launched in the 1970s. Whoa, the uh, 70s. That's so new. So recent. That's I think it was 1968 new. is when the beaver tail originally came out how how did it take so long like so was the elephant tail was it like the the southern states um or like the mid I, what i found is that the fried uh like fried stretch dough that is a beaver tail has basically been around for as long as carnival culture has been around oh yeah and well, was they, put um, out there along with funnel cake was it in uh in like Germany and like kind of parts of Eastern Europe, they basically have a similar thing, but they like twirl it around a stick and they kind of serve it like a dough uh, tube spiral. But it's like, it's kind of like a deep fried stick of pancake batter ish stuff. So I was incorrect. It wasn't 68, it's 78. 1978 oh, is when that came out. So it, it actually it came up because I was chatting with some. Uh, friends of mine who are American and I quite uh, haughtily asserted that beaver tails must have been first. Well, you, you think and it'd be they, like a settler thing. It, yeah, and I guess that just speaks to how well the beaver tails company has handled their branding. Not a mistake that we were both not born yet. And we just think it's part of our culture almost that these beaver tails, but it, they are just slightly older than we are. That's that is crazy. It's true. Like somebody says beaver in Canada and I'm like, oh, it must have been one of the first things because like we I got all into that. Like our not that I'm like all for specifically Canadian history, but I'm all for history and I like learning as much as I can about it. But uh, yeah. like uh the beavers were a big part of how Canada actually like exists as a country. They were totally. like, they got to like from the like they a bunch of people came over French, English, Portuguese, uh, fur trading things at different time. Yeah, they came over to do fur trading. A lot of it was just straight up the Hudson Bay Company. Like mm -hmm. unfortunately, 
new Canada, as I think of it. And I, and I, I don't know what the proper term is, but like there's like original geographic landmass that we now call Canada. And that had people populating it for like a long time yeah. doing their thing, mm-hmm. indigenous people. Uh, yes. And then there's like the Canada that we have now, which like is built off of various levels of positive and negative immigration slash refugee slash like everybody came here that wasn't indigenous for like a big yeah. chunk of land that people came to. And so it's I, well, it's hard to say because I'm like equally proud to be like my country is built on multiculturalism. Yeah. But then there's the other yeah. side that's like, oh, but then you're ignoring all the horrible atrocities that come with that. Well, you know, I think it's I don't know. And again, like we're not going to be able to solve or resolve any of this here. But I think, you know, what they did back then is what everybody has done pretty much in time and memoriam and it's awful and it's just kind of like the constant grind of whatever capitalism looks like uh so in this way it's you know a fur trading industry led to you know constant development constant pushing out of the indigenous people and it, it continues to today right like there's pockets of our world that people aren't treated fairly are you know if we don't force them off the land we maybe make their land inhospitable to crops that they need in order to survive so that they can just participate in this global economy or they kind of end up shut behind like these weird firewalls where we just have no idea what like we know but we don't know what their living conditions look like uh and it you know like it's it is like i think it's not you you can you can admit that there were horrific things happening um and like you can state i think like if you're going to be proud of that stuff you also you have to acknowledge that you know that's on the a pile of corpses like it's all stuff that and i think unfortunately i think that's the world like we all kind of end up it is it's the sick truth where yeah like everybody was like kind of like there was one group of people and another group of of people uh and crazy thing like i guess if you want to go super crazy historical there were like sometimes they weren't all people because they were different kinds of sapiens and like neanderthal like if you're going way back there was like an x and a y and then at some point x was like i'm gonna beat up y and take what they have because it's like you're with each other against each other and then the the dark truth is that as the people expanded as things expanded it was like we people like humans got better at hurting each other and better at conquering their neighbor and then it also as it got more and more it became like now it's not just like another human it's like a different culture and a different country and a different entire and religion right right uh, let's see it. We won't be political, but we'll have some ominous. I mean, we've, we've really, we've really drifted into again. Like it's, it's important it, to call out that you know all the things that we said earlier, where we had qualifications. Uh, oh, yeah. we're, we're, not, not, we're not talking about we're those not. things at all. No, we're that we have with, qualifications. Like, yeah, but yeah. I think I do think part of, and this is probably a good place to take it, because like part of what we're hoping to do here 
and like what I'm hoping to do. And then what part of what you're here for is like, yeah, we're here to have a laugh. We're here to, to, to have a good time. But then the fool is the one that can say some things that can't be said They're, They can, we can go to places to like shine that mirror on society. And, and I, you know, a part of what this is, is to kind of talk about these things and like, we're taking it lightly, mm-hmm. but, but everybody else, the listener, maybe something piques your interest Piqued. Uh, there's no different way to say piques. Piques your interest. Piques your interest. And then you can they can Google it or they can be like, you know what? Ben and Heather were like really wise when they had that lame, like that that insight from the, the even though they're not qualified, but there's a an innate wisdom. No, well, and I also hope like if, you know, as we're doing this, uh, if the things that we say uh, aren't full of innate you know innate wisdom <laughs> like if Ooh. if there's some hit ups like let's let you know hopefully we get like a comment section thing going on and we can like squash it because yeah. like, like friendly co- friendly supportive comments with realistic questions yeah because it, it sure. is a discussion we it, it's well, all about like well and like i don't i don't mean squash it like squash their their, their dreams and their hopes. opinions or like their dissenting views i mean like hopefully we can all squash whatever the perceived conflict is there because like i don't think end of the day we're looking for conflict i think we're looking for like understanding and you know figuring stuff out would be nice but also just maybe not figuring stuff out sometimes and just having a good I mean- time I think what I'm hearing is, yeah, it's entirely possible that that we could solve some major. That's, we could solve exactly some major it. things that's, here. That, that is, that's you the takeaway right. from what I said. It, yes, I think it's all possible. Of, all of all things. I think what we I'm can, hearing. No, I but think I, we are we are going to solve. Is, we could all. Uh, of the world's problems, all with of them this here. Podcast. I think so. I feel yep. positive about it. All but I them. mean. Every Perhaps, single one, it, like the, all the juicy ones, for sure. The really juicy uh, ones. Every single that are one, on especially minds. the ones that you'd think, no, they can't fix that. Yeah, you can just walk away from this being like, yeah, that sounds right. If that's if you take anything away from this podcast, it's going to be that sounds right. Yeah, that's yeah. Very <laughs> emphasis on the sounds. I think that it really might right. be. I'm, yeah, it's. And it you can maybe me. just think about it. Like we're like that parasite that can crawl into an ant's brain and control okay. them to climb a tree. Like we just want them to climb the tree of knowledge so they can get to the yes. top to be eaten by the majestic eagle of I, information. Okay. So I am a little worried about this one. Okay. I'll give you an example of something I'm worried about with this that I hope doesn't happen, oh, but good. it could happen. Uh, this one time a guy drove up on me very fast uh, while I was on the street and he asked me directions and I just kind of reacted and I pointed him this way. And then it was only, I was like, Oh, you got to go this way. Go straight down this way. It's good. He's like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh. And he took off. And in my haste, I pointed him in the exact wrong direction. That's the I, training. I just, I wanted to go with it. I, and he was pointed in that direction. He said this, I'm like, wait a second. That's that isn't the road. He said, he needed to go in a different direction. Okay. <laughs> to conclude, yes. yeah, we're, to summi- we're right. sum- what's that word? To summarize, to summarize, summarize, to, 
to su- summarize is the word. I, for some reason, wanted it to be fancier than it was. Um, like the podcast, to bring it all together, to tie yes. it in. Um, we are experts at making things up, but we're intelligent people and we're good at talking. And yes. so people should listen. And that's why we're qualified. Yes. Yes. And hopefully people will be entertained by the talking. Yeah. And then want to climb up a tree because they're brain fungus and be eaten by the knowledge eagle. We should end it right there. We should end it right there. And that thank you. And thank you for joining our uh, exiting segment, Conspiracy Corner, where we start from somewhere wild and end up somewhere even wilder. Oh, I like that. You're hired, Ben. You're hired. Thank you very much to Ben for being the very special guest whom you'll be hearing a lot of. And everybody, make sure to review the podcast and tell us we're awesome right off the bat. Let's just start it off strong. Uh, And definitely follow Ben. Everything about everything you need to know about Ben will be in the description. Everything you need to know about me will be there. And follow along and join us next Thursday. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, Ben, anything you want to say to the lovely listeners? Thank you so much and looking forward to spending more time with all of you. But not in a creepy way. Maybe. Depends.